Hey, well, I want to say welcome and Merry Christmas to all of you as well. I'm Scott. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm glad that you're here. This is great that you're here. You could be other places right now. You could be shopping, right? I mean, you could be out there like with the whole rest of everybody else that's out there. How many people still have just a little bit more to do? It's okay. Don't be embarrassed. Okay, good. I'm, I'm kind of with you. Anyway, though, that's, it's good. You know, I was thinking about how um, there is... Uh, there is the giving of gifts and there's the receiving of gifts. And especially when you're like younger, it's a lot about receiving gifts. It's a lot about receiving and getting and all that kind of stuff. But almost like the older you become, it becomes more about the giving of gifts. It becomes more about the joy of finding a gift, selecting something for somebody that you care about, hopefully, not just filling out your list, but, but that you're, you're a part of the joy of like what it means to, to find a gift and to be able to put that together and, and see the expression on a person's face when they receive that gift. I think God is a great gift giver. I think God has given us some of the most incredible gifts imaginable. God gave us the, the most incredible gift and the gift of himself coming as a baby to be born. That's why we celebrate Christmas. That's why we celebrate Christmas, because God became human to connect with us in a much more intimate and real way, so that we can be people who actually have a relationship with Creator God. Amazing. Think about that. Maybe you've missed that. Maybe you've kind of let that sort of slide by the side, but man, I think that's, that's just wonderful. So I think God is a gift giver. I think God is, like, loves like giving gifts. I don't know about you, but in my growing up, around my house, when it got to be closer and closer to Christmas, and more and more gifts started showing up underneath our Christmas tree, well, let me pause right there for just a second. How many people like have one of those sort of put it together, plasticky, fake kind of trees? How many people have like the not real sort of, don't be embarrassed, that's okay. How many people actually have the real tree that like Jesus told you to get? Okay, great, all right, good. Um, <laughs> Anyway, so we, we always had like the real tree at my house, so it smelled great in our house and all that. But as it got, when I was little, the closer it got to Christmas time, I would be like watching as more packages would start showing up under our tree. And uh, being a guy, a little boy, I'm like, uh, I like the big gifts. Like I'm looking at the big boxes trying to find my name on stuff. But if it's, I want, like how many people are like, I want the big box, I like the big gifts. Sometimes they say like women like the small, but you know, like as a boy, you don't want, I, mean, I want the big gifts. Anyway, so, but, um, so I would check out the tree to see what was underneath the tree and I was always hoping for the big gifts that my name would be on the big gifts. God is a giver of big gifts. His biggest gift is the gift of himself, like we just said. He is the giver of big gifts, but along with that, I don't know if you've ever received a gift like this, but maybe it came in a, in a large box, a large wrapping, and then you opened it up, and inside of that was another box, a little bit smaller, you know what I'm talking about? And then you opened that, and there was another one a little bit smaller, and then it got smaller and smaller, and maybe there wasn't even a gift in some of those until finally you got down to the end. You know what I'm talking about there? God is a giver of big gifts, and we start with that big gift, and we start out with God giving us the biggest gift possible, and that is himself. But when we open and when we say, you know, I want to I open that gift. I want to open that gift of God. I, I want to recognize that that gift that God gave is for me. It's for everyone, not just for certain people. God's gift of himself is for every single person. 
So when God gives that big gift, we have to open that first, that big gift, to receive these other things. And I have three other things that I want you to note that once you open that gift of God, once you say, you know what, my heart, my whole person is open to you, God. I'm ready to receive whatever you want to give me, God. I'm ready for that. I want your very best, God. I want to receive who you are so I can connect with you. Once you've opened that first gift, these other things fall into line. And they're wonderful. They're awesome. They're awesome. Three remarkable truths. You know, John, in the Bible, John was a friend of Jesus. He was probably one of his very closest friends. In fact, John walked with Jesus along the the pathways and all along from city to city, from town to town. John, his friend, this friend of Jesus, he saw Jesus heal people and provide food for them and talk to people with compassion and lift people out of poverty and come alongside of them to encourage them, give them a purpose for living. John was right there every step of the way with Jesus. In fact, John was with Jesus all the way through life, all the way through to the crucifixion. In fact, John was there when Jesus rose from the dead. John was one of those eyewitnesses of the resurrection. So John, this person who is incredibly close to Jesus, when we read the words of John, he experienced it. He was actually there. He was close to Jesus as a friend. He saw all of those things happen. He didn't make stuff up about God. He didn't make stuff up about Jesus. He actually experienced being with Jesus. I love that. Listen to what John says. John says this. John tells us about Jesus and he says this. It comes out of 1 John 5, 11 and 12. God gave us eternal life. That's what John says. God gave us eternal life. That life is in his son, Jesus. Whoever has the Son, whoever has Jesus, has that life. And whoever rejects the Son, rejects him. Pretty simple. John is pretty clear about what's going on here. When it comes to God, when it comes to Jesus, if you receive him, you've got life. Most of us want life. If you reject him, though, you reject life. You reject the life that God has for you. Think of that. You can have this incredible life with God, how he's designed you to be, because he loves you, he knows you, or you can reject God, choose your own pathway, and you basically, you reject life. You reject the life that God designed you to have. Anyway, he's pretty clear. I know that there are people who celebrate Christmas every single year of their life, and they never unwrap God's gift for them. They never unwrap that big gift. Be strange to watch a, watch a person walking around in the new year carrying a big box, a big wrapped up gift. They never unwrap that gift. That's kind of what it's like. God says you have to receive that gift. You have to open that gift. And when you open your heart, you open yourself, you open who you are to God when you say, I'm ready, God, to receive what you have. I want the very best that you've designed me to be. I want to receive whatever you have for me, God. That's that big gift. That is the big, the big gift of Jesus. When you open up that first big gift, you receive three other incredible truths. I read this a bit ago. Just listen to this. I remember reading about a guy who st- uh, stopped into a grocery store on his way home from work to pick up a couple of items for his wife. And he wandered around aimlessly for a while searching out 
for the needed groceries. As often the case in the grocery store, he kept passing the same shopper in almost every single aisle. It was another father trying to, to uh, shop with a totally uncooperative three-year-old little boy in, in the cart. The first time they passed, the three-year-old was asking over and over and over again for a candy bar. Our observer couldn't hear the entire conversation. He just heard the dad say, now, Billy, this won't take long. As they passed in the next aisle, the three-year-old's pleads had increased several octaves. And now the dad was quietly saying, Billy, just calm down. We'll be done in a minute. And when they passed near the dairy case, the kid was screaming uncontrollably. And the dad was still keeping his cool. In a very low voice, he was saying, Billy, settle down. We're almost out of here. The dad and his son uh, reached the checkout counter just ahead of our observer. He still gave no evidence of losing control. And the boy was screaming and kicking at this point, And the dad was very calmly saying over and over, Billy, we will be in the car in just a minute, and then everything will be okay. The bystander was impressed beyond words, and after paying for his groceries, he hurried up to catch up with this amazing example of patience and self-control. Just in time to hear him say again, Billy, we're done. It's going to be okay. And he tapped the patient father on the shoulder and said, Sir, I couldn't help but watch how you handled little Billy. You were amazing. And the dad replied, you don't get it, do you? I'm Billy. <laughs> Sometimes we need to realize that the truths here are about us. The truths are about us. It's about our life. It's about our relationship with God. It's about us. These are great truths, amazing truths. Here's the first truth. I'll go through them kind of quickly, but here's the first one. The very first truth is this. Your past can be forgiven. Wow. Your past, my past can be forgiven. There is, there is a way that God has put into place for our past to be completely forgiven. That's God's style. God's style is to say, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've become, no matter whatever you've run into in your life and your past circumstances, your situation, the way you've failed or fallen down, whatever that is, your past can be forgiven. You can be completely forgiven by God. John wrote this, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from everything we've done wrong. Wow. Who wouldn't want that gift of total forgiveness and cleansing of their person? Who wouldn't want to know that all of the stuff I've messed up on in my life, God can totally eradicate that and make me clean and healthy and new? Can make me a new person because God will forgive. Your past can be forgiven. Here's the second truth. The second truth is your future can be secure. You and I can have a secure future. We can have a future with God through eternity. That's God's plan as well. God designed it so that we would have a future and eternity with him. Again, John wrote this in John 5, 13. If you have the Son, 
you have life. And then just to make sure that we got that concept, he writes this in verse 13 of that chapter. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. That you may have confidence to know that you have eternal life and that your eternal destiny with God is secure. An incredible gift. The gift of eternal life. But you have to open that first large gift first. That gift of receiving Jesus into your life that says, I have an eternal, secure future with God. That's the second one. The third one is this. The third truth is this. You can have a purpose right here and right now with your life. Your life can have meaning in this world and in this day right now. This Christmas day, this Christmas Eve service, you can have meaning and purpose like you've never had before from this day on through because that's God's gift to you. God's gift is to give you meaning and purpose in your life. I know lots of people who have no meaning and purpose in their life. They wonder, why am I here? What is possibly my life about? What do I put my energy and effort into? What possible good could my life bring? And Jesus says, I can give you purpose and meaning in your life. It's one of those gifts. When you open that first big gift, one of those next three is you can have meaning and purpose in your life. Who would not want those three gifts? Wow. Jesus said that we're designed to be present with him, to be in a relationship with him in such a dynamic way, one, that God designed us to have meaning and purpose, to have a destiny that God designed. And that destiny is, first of all, that we would connect to God. Not that we're separated from God, that we connect with God. That's why Jesus came, first and foremost, that we would connect to God. Can you imagine God, who created everything, wants to know you and me? He wants to not only know us, he wants to love us. He wants to walk with us. He wants to give us purpose and meaning. That's the God we have, incredible God. What a gift of God. Jesus said this, he said that we're designed to love God, to love each other, and then to serve God. That's our meaning and purpose in a nutshell, to love God, be loved by him, to love others, and to serve God. Wow. Wow. Amazing gifts. We get the privilege of being a part of a God that wants to connect with us in that way. Maybe like, maybe like Billy, you're trying to convince yourself that you're okay when in reality your life is kind of chaotic and out of control. Maybe that's the reality for you right now. God doesn't want that for you. God wants to bring you order and peace and a dynamic relationship with him that moves you forward to shape his world and to be involved in a relationship with him of true meaning and purpose. To be loved by God in a way that he would walk with you all along your life path. Your life doesn't have to be out of control, meaningless, chaotic. No, God can bring order and peace and purpose into your life and into mine. That's why Jesus came. That's why he came. Because for most of us on our own, we are out of control. We seek the wrong things. We go the wrong directions. We, made, we make bad choices, the wrong choices, yet God can put us right. That's what God wants to do. Wow. There are a lot of people who spend their entire life 
regretting their past, worrying about their future, and wasting today. And God doesn't want that for us. This Christmas Eve, God would say to you and to me, I came to give you purpose. I came to give you meaning. I came to be a part of your life, your destiny, your hopes, your dreams. I came to be the one to guide you into truth, to live with you, and to build a relationship of true meaning with you. That's why God came. That's why God came. There are a lot of people who've never unwrapped that big gift. What a miss. What a miss to have this incredible gift designed for you and you never opened it. Hey, why don't you pray with me? Maybe that's, maybe that's you tonight. People come to these things for all kinds of reasons. People come to stuff like this because uh, their family shows up here every year. Or maybe that's just something you do out of tradition. Every year you come to the Christmas Eve service. Maybe you weren't intending to be here, but you were lonely. You got something in the mail or on your door hanger. You, you came. Maybe you came because your wife or your husband drug you here. You didn't know why you showed up here, but God knew. I don't think there's anybody here by chance. I think that God knew all along that you'd be here in these moments. And I think every moment counts with God, and this one counts. So my friend, I don't know where you're at tonight, but I would hate for you to be here and hear about the gift and leave it unopened. So if that's you right now and you're saying, I, I need to open that gift, I've never done that before, you just kind of follow me, I'm gonna pray, and you just pray this in your heart and you just say, God, I'm open to you. Here's the prayer. God, I, I wanna thank you for bringing me here. I've known something was missing in my life. I just didn't know that it was you. Thank you for seeking me even when I've ignored you. God, I want to know the truth about you, about myself, and about life. Thank you for sending Jesus at Christmas. Jesus, I want to get to know you. I don't understand it all, but I want a relationship with you. As much as I know how, I ask you to come into my life. I unwrap the gift of who you are and receive you. Jesus, would you please forgive me for all that's been wrong in my life? I accept your gift of forgiveness. I accept your gift of eternal life, and I accept your gift of purpose for my life here on earth. I pray that prayer, Jesus, in your name. Amen.